when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. This is Pat Note, and I am actually joined today by Ty Gonzalez. Uh, Ty, how you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, the weather's finally getting pretty decent out here. It's like uh, 74 today, I think. So after after the pod, we're gonna we're gonna hop on out and enjoy the weather. Finally, nice. Uh, yeah, weather's pretty good up here in the Pacific Northwest, at least where uh, where I'm living. It's gonna be in the uh, mm. mid 70s all week, and then I think on Saturday or Sunday we're supposed to like tickle 90 degrees. So that'll be uh, it's a bit early for that high of a temperature, but what are you going to do? So, yeah. What what was that one player we were looking at where it said like he tickles like? Yeah, uh, yeah. Taylor Hearn maybe. Yeah, yeah. Where he like tickles like triple digits. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, so it's description. So you... for... yeah. Oh, barrier so... description for almost doing. Something. <laughs> he tickled it. Uh, but anyways, uh, guys, today's podcast is a pretty basic uh, uh, series uh, review and preview podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about what we saw this weekend against the uh, Cleveland Indians, and we're going to take a look at the uh, big four-game series coming up uh, starting today in just a couple hours against the New York Yankees. So, um, Ty, the Mariners go to Cleveland. They... Uh, lose the first two games before a, a big win yesterday to end the six-game losing streak. But uh, despite the uh, the losing uh, the losing trip to Cleveland, I, I came away with quite a few positives. So uh, let's let's start with the positives before we uh, rip into. Uh, well, I think we all know, uh, but let's start with a few of the positives. Yusei Kikuchi had his best start of the year um, on Friday night. Uh, what did you think of that effort? Yeah, I think that was, um, you know, that's one thing that we've been talking about is, you know, can he get off to a to a nice start finally and and build upon that? And, you know, we saw him have a, uh, you know, a great first inning against the Rangers and his abbreviated start. And he, he took that momentum and uh, ran with it going into this last start. So, uh, yeah, I think you, you this was uh, for the first time you saw uh, Kikuchi have a complete uh, start. I really have no complaints about what happened. Um, you know the the uh, Leonis Martin double that that set up um, that set up their their one run off of Kikuchi was. You know it's a it's slicing away, but maybe Braden Bishop catches that. You never know. Um, and uh, really, that was the only trouble he he found himself in. And other than that, he was magnificent. Yeah, um, you know, we talked about on the last time uh, we were together, we talked about how Kikuchi's looked. Um, we've, we've seen flashes of what he can be, uh, and it usually it's about for about two or three innings, and then something goes wrong, um, and he's having to make an adjustment. Uh, 
I think his last full start was against the Angels, and we saw him have really good swing and miss stuff, but he only had command of two pitches, and that was all he was throwing. Um, it was fastball and the curveball. What's interesting about this start in particular, he still really relied on two pitches, um, but the two pitches were his fastball and his slider. Uh, so we still haven't seen Kikuchi really throw and have good command of more than two pitches at a time yet, uh, which, I mean, should be really exciting for Mariners fans because we've seen him have his curveball on days. Today he had a good, or on Friday he had a good slider. Um, so if you can ever get both of those pitches going at the same time, uh, you know, there, there's something special there. Um, as well, one of the things I did like from Kikuchi this outing in particular is that he really ramped up his uh, fastball velocity. We heard that he could hit, you know, mid 90s, uh, but for the most part, we saw him around 91, 92 miles an hour in his first handful of starts. Uh, in this particular outing, he averaged 94.4 miles per hour on his fastball and hit yeah. 97 miles an hour as his max. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually remember that specific pitch, too. Yep. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, pretty pretty surprising, honestly, that he, he got up there. Um, I, I, I didn't think that he would be able to, to, to do that. <laughs> and uh, just after seeing like his first few starts, I, I, I didn't know if that, that velocity would be there consistently. Right. Uh, you know, it just his last pitch of the day was 95.4 miles an hour. His last fastball today, at least. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's throwing 95 into the seventh inning on pitch number 91, 92, something like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he had the fastball velo early and he kept it throughout. He looked refreshed. Uh, 93 pitches thrown. He had 15 swings and misses. On ninety, that that's that's a really high ratio, guys. Um, well, and that's it, another thing is he hasn't been able to, you know, his, in his uh, first what six starts before the abbreviated start, mm-hmm. he um, he hasn't been able to put hitters away in a timely fashion, and that pitch count right. has been going up high. Um, so that was also really encouraging to see that that didn't happen. And this was a team that he once again struggled against in terms of you know keeping the pitch count low. Um, back in his start against the Indians at, at T-Mobile. So that was nice to see. Yep, he ends up throwing 93 pitches. I think it, next year, in this exact same scenario, he goes back out for the eighth. Um, but uh, in this particular year where they're trying to uh, really limit his pitch count and his innings and all that stuff, um, they decided not to push it there. But yeah, he did throw, uh, also he did throw 21 sliders. Um, got five swings and misses on it. And uh, also got uh, three called strikes on it. The slider was a was a good pitch, and that was what we expected when he came over. Um, the report was good fastball. The slider is the best secondary pitch, um, and then he was supposed to have a really good changeup. Uh, we haven't seen the changeup much, if at all, uh, but we have seen the curveball look really good. And now we just saw the slider look good. And if the fastball velocity can stay where it was. Um, you, you're going to see a Kikuchi who looks like a number two starter. Um, so we'll see how he uh, how he uh, handles his next start, which I believe will be in Boston. Or no, it's in New York. Um, yeah, it'll be in this New York series. Um, so we'll see how he does at Yankee Stadium. You know, that's we talked a lot about him having these 
kind of funky, um, weird uh, experiences early in his big league career. Well, now he gets to go pitch at Yankee Stadium against the New York Yankees. Um, so that that'll be something to watch. Is, is he is he facing Tanaka? Because that, uh, that would be pretty interesting. He is not. He misses Tanaka okay. by one day. Uh, that sucks. So, yeah, that would have been that would have been fun to see. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get to those in a minute. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the uh, the Mariners could not win that game. Uh, Kikuchi's the king of the no decisions. If you care about win losses, I don't. Um, but if you do, I think that was his fifth no decision uh, of uh-huh. the year. So uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. But um, well, let's see. Do you want to? Hmm, you know what? Let's just get it over with now. Uh, let's let's bash Scott Service for what can only be described as his questionable management of the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In I, um, yeah. If I'm you, not going to beat guys, a dead horse for but too if you long, guys but don't know real fast. Just, just to set it up. Uh, one, one game, bottom of the ninth inning, two guys on Swarzak's on the mound. Swarzak struggling, right? Uh, a pinch hit Tyler Naquin, left-handed hitter uh, to face, uh, to face Swarzak. Elias is up in the pen. He's ready to go. Service walks out to the mound like he's going to make the pitching change. Go to Elias, who's probably been your best and most consistent reliever all year. And Service goes out to to the mound and leaves him in there. And he walks out one pitch later. The Mariners lose two to one. Um, So it was just a really bizarre scene all in all. So, I mean, Ty, I guess I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse for too long. Everyone who watched that game knows uh, that that was just ridiculous. Um, you know, and, it, and it's funny the, the timing of it because I wrote an article earlier that day, lauding, uh, uh, you know, Elias, and then talking about you know how how you know Fangraphs isn't really a huge uh, fan of uh, Swarzak and everything, and how he's just kind of looked uncomfortable on the mound as of late. And sure enough, <laughs> uh, they they go with Swarzak over uh, over Elias, and that was that's stupid. You know, not playing. You know, especially you know, service has been so huge on playing the matchups mm-hmm. in the past that it makes no sense that he suddenly just shifted in his philosophy because Elias was ready, and even if he wasn't like fully ready like I, you still have to go with that matchup you can't like uh, yeah you, you, uh, yeah like i said i'm not gonna beat a dead horse about it it's just you know it's 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 typical um you know mismanagement of the bullpen which you know it happens for a lot of managers and scott service is is one of those guys that he makes these mistakes way too often and um and I'm not really sure what his thought process was on keeping Swarzak in that game in general, not even just in terms of the matchups uh, with Elias and Naquin. Just to keep Swarzak in that game, clearly looking uncomfortable on the mound as he has in the past, you know, in his past four or five appearances. Um, like... Like why? <laughs> like, like, like I, I just I don't. There are so many things that there are so many factors that play into that decision, or 
the decision not to make that decision. And it's just, it's incredible that he completely ignored all the signs that say you have to go with Elias there, or you have to just go with someone other than Swarzak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is uh, very visibly the second time that service has gone out to the in the ninth to talk to a struggling closer and then leaves the guy in only to see the, him serve up the game-winning uh, hit. We saw him do it early in the year with Hunter Strickland, who was actually hurt, um, and Scott let himself get talked into leaving Strickland in. Uh, same thing here. So <clears throat> um, service does have a reputation of leaving guys in for a tad bit too long. Um, you know, he's not really a guy who gets criticized for having an early hook like some other managers are. He's just not um, he's just not that guy. He's going to trust his guy to uh, to get the outs and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, in, in Swarzak's defense, the pitch that he threw to Nakamon, it was a pretty good pitch. It was, you know, down below the knees, um, slider. Unfortunately, it was in the middle of the plate, so it was probably about shin high, but in the middle of the plate, that's a dangerous spot to leave a slider. Um, regardless of how low it is, um, but it wasn't a, it wasn't like he served up you know a fastball down the middle or anything like that. But I just I don't understand. You have Elias ready to go. Uh, he's been your best reliever all year, arguably him or Brennan, right? Also, Brennan wasn't could have pitched in that game too. Didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just Scott's not good at managing the bullpen. And at this stage, I don't know if it's even debatable. And I know there's a lot of people who like to defend managers uh, when they do something that's by the book, like, you know, leaving a struggling reliever in to close the ninth inning because he's your guy and all that stuff. Or, well, you got to save Elias for the for the 10th or you got to save the Brennan for the 10th or the extra innings. And it's all BS. It's absolute bull. You don't have to save those guys for the ninth, for the tenth inning. You know what you have to do? You have to get to the tenth inning before you worry about who's going to pitch in it. And when you have a guy like Swarzak who's been struggling for the last, I don't know, his last five or six outings, he's given up at least one run in all of them, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. you just watch him pit, and you're sitting there going, he just doesn't have it. He's, he's not throwing strike. Yeah. He needs to make a change. And he just he goes out there, and you're like, okay, there you go. You're going to get your lefty on lefty matchup. And by the way, if Francona goes to a righty on his bench after that, who cares? You've taken Naquin out of the game, and Elias is just as good against righties as he is lefties. It, I just, it didn't make sense, and it was frustrating to watch. Um, you know, and certainly, obviously, the uh, reaction afterwards was a lot of frustration just from a guy who is just seems unwilling. This is year four for service. He just seems unwilling to adapt his bullpen mentality at all. You know, this year he's done it a little bit because he's had to, but service is managing his bullpen based purely on roles and innings instead of like, hey, you know what? Elias is the guy I go to to get the tough lefties out. Well, he's really good against the righties. You might want to use him in this spot. No, he's he's my lefty guy. Okay. Like I just I don't I don't understand what he's doing when it, with his bullpen management. And you know, there's days where he makes a questionable decision and we find out later, well, so-and-so had a stiff back. He wasn't available to pitch. Uh, in this particular case, Elias was there. He was ready. All he had to do was stick out your finger, and you would have gotten the matchup you wanted, and he didn't. And 
not surprisingly, it didn't work out for the Mariners. So, um, you know, it's not something that's going to go away. I don't think Scott's ever going to be a good bullpen manager. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be a strength of his because we're four years in and it never has been. So um, I just, I, it's frustrating. Yeah, I'm going to call him out every time he does it. And it'll probably happen tonight because it happens most nights. Um, I just, it's it's frustrating, but I'm not going to stop calling him out on it because it's just, just stupid on so many yeah. levels. So, yeah, it's just, you know, you look at these things that, and you try, especially for us, you know, we try so hard not to be the uh, the armchair managers, but it's when there's a decision that's so obvious, it's mm-hmm. so blatantly, blatantly obvious. And because I, I, you know, because even all right, my my wife is watching the game and she knows some things about baseball and stuff. But she's not, you know, huge into it, but she she even knew like that this was a, a an awful decision. And we were just watching it like, what are you doing? Because like I even I even tweeted like <laughs> like before the, before that happened, because you knew as soon as he left him in, you knew yep. that was that was going to happen. You there was. It it was, oh man, it was, it was so obvious, and it's just, it makes no sense how he could not see that, how he could not foresee that coming. It's just, you can't play those matchups, and Naquin's been a good hitter, mm-hmm. and Naquin's been a good clutch hitter too in the past. That's not a guy that you just toy around with. That's not a guy that you're like, okay, maybe the matchups don't matter here. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just one of those things where there are obvious decisions and Scott's service, for whatever reason, seems hell-bent on managing his bullpen like it's 1999. Um, You know, we saw it last year, even when the bullpen was pretty solid last year, basically every other night I'm calling service out for some stupid thing he did with his bullpen and it's just it's going to be something that continues and like i said it's just never going to be a strength of his um which is frustrating because it's not it's not easy Uh, certainly it's not easy um but it's not as hard as he makes it look sometimes so uh but like i said we'll see it's frustrating but uh you know it happens and you know just for you know just to kind of when he makes good, when he makes a fine move and it doesn't work, I don't criticize the guy. I'm not going to. We saw it on Saturday, the Saturday game. We saw a mm-hmm. four to three lead, and he brings in, um, he brings, he takes Elias out, who was throwing the ball pretty well, and he brings in Sadzik to face Santana, who's the best hitter on uh, Cleveland right now, and it doesn't work out. Sadzik makes a bad pitch, and Santana hits it out for a home run. Uh-huh. I don't have an issue with that move. Sadzik needs to make a better pitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, some things like that, especially like when dealing with a switch hitter and all that, it's so delicate. Um, you, you can't really, yeah, like you said, you can't blame Scott for that one. That's just yeah. more of a, you know, it's just, it happens. That's just baseball at that point. Right. Sadzik's been really good all year. Mm-hmm. He came in, you know, the, all the analytics and the numbers tell you that Santana's a better right handed hitter. Uh, then he is a left-handed hitter, so you flip him around. Sadzik has a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, and he throws Santana three sliders, the third of which was right down the middle, 
and game over. So, um, you know, the game plan probably wasn't good there. I think, uh, you know, when you have 98 in your back pocket, sometimes you just have to trust it. Uh, but you know, that's certainly not something that service should be blamed for. And like I said, I, I, you know, a few people were expecting me to react to that, uh, on Twitter and no, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, maybe yeah. I, maybe I would have wanted to go to Brandon Brennan instead, but Sadzik's been really good and that was the smart move and it just didn't work out. So, um, like I said, he's not service isn't completely incompetent. Sometimes he makes the right mm-hmm. move and it doesn't work out, but man, that, that Friday night, that was, <laughs> that was a real, uh, real puzzler there. Um, <clears throat> Let's let's move off of service here. Um, let's talk about the offense because the last two days we have seen some signs that the Mariners' offense is about to come out of their uh, I don't know how long has it been two week slump something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They put up they put up four runs on Saturday against Carrasco. Uh, they do it on four solo home runs. Obviously, you would like to have guys on base when they hit those, but those are still good signs against a really good pitcher. And then right. yesterday. They demolished the uh, the Indians who decided to have a bullpen day. Uh, put up 10 runs. There was three homers. There was the grand slam. Uh, but uh, there was also a lot of, you know, moving guys along with base hits and things like that. It wasn't all just home runs uh, yesterday. So the offense is starting to look better. Um, at least they did uh, on Friday and – or I'm uh, sorry, on uh, Saturday and certainly yesterday. So um, – there's that uh ty i know you uh i know you missed most of yesterday's game uh did you happen to did you happen to see Braden bishop's uh first career hit first, yeah i saw the first career hit i was I, I i got wi-fi at the sushi place we were at so i uh i got to see that and uh that was cool i didn't get to see the rbi i i saw the highlight though like i you know typically like when i miss games i'll i'll go on at bat and then right. just watch all the highlights from the game and um so yeah that was that's really cool such a cool moment you know you and i both love him to death and Mm -hmm. uh just really happy for him yep we sure are it was also nice to see mitch hanniger uh kind of break out there was he was two for his last 25 i think coming into saturday um saturday sunday he goes four for seven uh walks a few times as well uh just really starting to hit the baseball uh, again, it's two games, so we'll see how that uh, that translates. But Hanniger, uh, obviously uh, critical to uh, the Mariners' success. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, I, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Cornelius went deep again. Uh, and the, the, guy, the guy is pretty much slump-proof. Um, just because I... The guy walks like every game. He's going to get you a walk. It seems like at <laughs> yeah. at least at least one walk. And I, I was looking at the uh, I was doing the game log thing on Baseball Reference, and since it's like April fourteenth or something like that, Daniel Vogelback's mm-hmm. only hitting two oh eight. He's got a three ninety eight on base percentage and a five hundred slugging. So, so, so yeah. I mean, the guy's incredible. So. Uh, Ty, I don't know. You have any uh, any thoughts on these uh, this series as in you know as uh, as a whole before we move on? Yeah, I think you know, I think you said it best at the at the start of the uh, at the start of the podcast. Like, there were some positives to take away from it. Um, I think again, you know, when they went on the road trip, they said that their their um, main focus was to go back to working at bats and and you know working pitch counts and getting 
starting pitchers out of the game as soon as possible. Um, you know, they shied away from that uh, lately, and that was affecting their offense because this this offense is not uh, prepared to just give away outs um, and swing early in counts, and just it's it's just not that kind of offense that can just take advantage of whatever a pitcher is doing. Uh, it needs to to kind of you know wait in the bushes and see <laughs> if that makes sense. So it's um, I think you saw that uh, come to life again. Um, and, uh, you know, it's such a weird series, though. It's such a weird season series with the, the Indians in general, right? You know, they the Mariners outscored them, what, 28 or 21 to 18 in the whole series, and they went one and five. Yeah. Or something. So, you know, the, the, that's baseball for you. And that's, um, you know, it sucks. But uh, um, overall, yeah, like I said, I think with offense, you, you saw um, – a lot of encouraging things with, uh, excuse me, with how they worked at bats and, you know, got back to who they are or who they were at the start of the season. And, yeah. uh, and I think if you see that continue, then, then they'll be fine for the most part. And, you know, the pitching is starting to look a lot better. Obviously the bullpen's going to struggle here and there, but as I said in my, in my bullpen piece on Friday, you know, with guys like Brandon Brennan and Connor Sadzik and Rowena Salias and, and, you know, Mike Wright has looked pretty solid so far too. I tweeted about that yesterday um, through his first three appearances. He's looked pretty strong. Um, so, you know, this does have the makeup of a bullpen that can be successful later on. And, um, you know, they'll have their hiccups. You saw Brennan have a hiccup against the Cubs with, with Schwarber. And then you saw Sadzik have a hiccup. But for the most part, they've been really solid. So I feel very encouraged about that. I feel pretty encouraged by the, by the, the, the rotation for the most part. And uh, if the offense starts getting it together, then I, I, I feel pretty comfortable with the way they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know everybody's going to point to the blowouts and all that stuff, but they've actually played some pretty decent baseball over the last five, six days. Uh, it just hasn't resulted in wins. They've, uh, you know, like I said, they just went one for the last six uh they won one game in the last week, I should say, and they could have easily won five. Uh, the two blowout games, I mean, yeah, that sucks. But, uh, you know, like I said, they could have swept Cleveland pretty easily. They were in every single one of those games, and they were in the game. They uh, were in the game against the uh, the Cubs too. And um, so, yeah, you know, we're not too far away from looking at the team saying, "Oh, look, they won four out of five against the Cubs and the and uh, the Indians." So, uh, yeah, I do think there's some positives there. I, you know, at the end of the day, the win loss is all people are going to care about, but overall, I think they're playing some pretty decent baseball, uh, minus a few mistakes and mistakes that you would, you know, in general expect from a team like the Mariners. So, uh, yeah, I got, I got to get on to Tim Beckham though, for forgetting the, the amount of outs. <laughs> yeah. That was, was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. That is not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brought us back to the old Logan Morrison days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's more than a toot bland. That's a, I don't know what you want to call that one. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, stupidity. Yeah. Um, so, not as stupid as the guy who tweeted at me uh, a few minutes later, but uh, uh, yeah. we're not going to give yeah. that guy a platform here. Um, no. <laughs> so, so uh Anyways, let's let's skip ahead to the big four-game series against the New York Yankees, uh, which begins in about uh, three hours of this record as uh, as we are recording this right now. 
Uh, we have a really interesting matchup tonight. Uh, we have Felix Hernandez getting the mount, getting the ball uh, against CC Sabathia, two uh, uh, two Warriors who dominated the. You know, for CC it was mostly two thousands. Felix the early early two thousand tens was kind of his era, uh, but two mm-hmm. former aces who are both kind of on the back. Uh, CC's in the final year of his career. Felix is certainly on the back nine of his career, but uh, you know, you mentioned yesterday, five six years ago, this was this was going to be a must must watch a TV matchup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I DM'd you yesterday. And I was like, man, CC versus Felix. If this was 2011, I'd be so hype. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, both both pitchers have been uh, pretty solid this year, really. When you when you look at them and. Uh, you know, Felix. Uh, we've we've seen some encouraging things out of Felix. He wasn't fantastic against uh, against Chicago, but he also wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. and that's and that's fine. And um, you know, this is a this is a hard matchup for for Felix. You know, being in this kind of ballpark and the and the home run struggles that he has had. Um, but you know, thankfully, this is a pretty solid time to face the Yankees. No Stanton, no Judge. They are getting uh, Frazier back tonight. Um, and Duhar just came back. Sanchez just came back. So they're they're a little stronger than they have been over the last uh, couple weeks. But um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really it's a really interesting matchup when you look at it. Uh, the Mariners have struggled greatly against Sabathia in the past. Um, obviously, you know I say this uh, every I feel like I say this every podcast, but it's a you know nearly a completely different team. <laughs> and uh you know so so that's um you know so so maybe you know a different look for sabathia may mean more success for the mariners than than in the past but yeah it's um it's really it's 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 quite the matchup uh when you really think about it because of just where these two pitchers are and their and the point of their careers and how kind of similar uh they are um with how both have kind of had to adjust to you know the the age curve and mm-hmm. and Felix obviously had, you know hit a brick wall over the last couple of years but seems to have kind of figured some things out and is and has at least been able to get by a lot more successfully than than he has in the past um so I'm yeah it's I think this honestly might be the most intriguing matchup to me of the of the whole series yeah it's it's really interesting like we mentioned uh we should mention, I should say, that uh, CC Sabathia in his last start uh, joined the 3,000 strikeout club. He's only the third left-handed pitcher in history to do that, um, which is a it's a big milestone uh, for CC. And uh, it's also worth mentioning that he's been off to a pretty good start this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a 2.66 ERA. I believe this is his going to be his fifth start. Um, you know, again, he's not a dominant ace. He hasn't been for a while. But he's still a solid left. He's a still a solid pitcher. Um, and like you mentioned, Felix is coming off a couple of encouraging starts. Not, not as good as, you know, his uh, his start against San Diego. But uh, we did see we did see some good stuff from Felix uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. It'll be interesting to see if they can uh, turn back the clock, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it's we talk, It's funny we talk about what a bad matchup this is for Felix ballpark-wise, um, particularly, you know, 2019 Felix. And yet, <laughs> in his career at the new Yankee Stadium, he's 6-1 uh, and one with a 1-4-4 ERA in 10 career starts. 
So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll you know, you, yeah, we'll know, you know, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, but you know, I'm officially deeming this series the uh, the Cameron Maven Revenge series. Uh, <laughs> so you know, Cam- Cameron Maven uh, has come to New York and he's slashing 333, 481, 333 with a 140 WRC plus in his first eight games. So uh, that's that's neat. Uh, <laughs> if I can make his make a suggestion to the Mariners, uh, hit it to him every time. Yeah, trust me, you'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Uh, he actually had a pretty nice uh, leaping catch at the wall a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, he robbed a home run. Uh, I forget who it was off of, but yeah, that uh, <laughs> that was a little uh, surprising to see uh, after uh, after what happened at, towards the end of last year. But uh, but yeah, Cameron Maven's going to be one of those guys that we like like next off season or whatever. We'll be sitting there and we'll go, hey, you remember when Cameron Maven was a Mariner? Like, wasn't that weird? Uh, because, yeah, it's just so forgettable. Um, but, yeah, anyways, Felix, uh, as we mentioned, uh, 414 uh, fifth this year, 8.3 Ks per nine, which is uh, the highest it's been since 2015. Uh, and just one walk, uh, just over one walk per nine innings. So Felix throwing a lot of strikes. He's actually getting a fair amount of uh, swings and misses. He's just right now pretty much a solid number four starter ish number five, number number four, number five type of guy. So um, we'll see it, it. Like I said, it's a really interesting matchup. It's going to be fun uh, at the very least. Uh, anytime Felix pitches against the Yankees, something special might happen. Um, and at the very least, like it's, it's two, you know, old warriors going to battle one more time. Um, and it's just, it's fun. This is what baseball is about. So uh, yeah. If you if you can't get fun to, if you can't have fun tonight, then I don't know what sport you're gonna watch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's tonight. First pitch is at three thirty five Pacific time. Uh, I guess the Yankees are doing a thing where they, um, until school is out, they're gonna start games at six thirty their time to try and get more people to come. Um, which, interesting idea. Uh, so yeah, three thirty five first pitch at Yankee Stadium. Uh, tomorrow's pitching matchup, we have Marco Gonzalez versus Masahiro Tanaka. Another pretty interesting matchup, I would say. Um, yeah. First pitch again, 335. Uh, Marco is definitely coming off his worst start of the year. Just didn't have anything against the Cubs. Probably worst start of his career. Yeah. I mean, certainly post Tommy, uh, post Tommy John. Uh, yeah. so yeah, he's just wasn't very good. Um, and uh, Masahiro Tanaka, who's really really good starting pitcher, uh, who's also coming off a couple of rough starts. Uh, he's allowed nine runs in, not, in his last nine and two-thirds innings. Uh, and those starts came against the Angels and the Diamondbacks. Not exactly elite offensive units there. So uh, two struggling yeah. pitchers that overall have pretty solid numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Marco's like, what, seventh in F4 right now? Um, yep. Something like that. And probably, yeah, and that probably took a little bit of a dive after <laughs> after the last start, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, really the uh, just to you know look at the series as a whole, uh, the Mariners are are getting a huge break here, uh, avoiding both James Paxson and Domingo Herman. Um, so that's that's really huge. Uh, Tanaka really is the the strongest pitcher that they'll face in the series, other than Sabathia. And uh, th- that's going to be another interesting matchup for them. But, you know, really, I, I-, I think offensively, this is a- these next two series uh, at Yankee Stadium and at Fenway, this is going to be a good way to, to uh, see if this offense is back to where it was. 
um, because these are two very hitter-friendly ballparks. Um, you know, is it going to be more dingers and errors? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of been the motto of the Mariners, right? So, dinger error, dinger error. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like I, 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 I'm really, I'm really, really interested to see how this goes for. Um, not only the offense as well, but but also you know uh, the starting rotation. Really, yeah. you know this. Uh, ho- you know, um, home runs have been a problem, um, and really just you know f- facing elite offensive talent. Even though that the Yankees are still banged up, they they do have a lot of talent on, in their offense. You think about Luke Voigt and Brett Gardner's having a really good year. DJ LeMahieu is having a really good year. Um, you know, when you think about about this offense, um, can they they hold this team off? Um, and and that goes for you know Kikuchi and Leak, who also start these other games, and and for Marco, you know, bounce, uh, can he bounce back from really the first start that he's just he's looked abysmal uh, since he's come to Seattle? I mean, you, you even think about you know some of his earlier starts, you know, last year early on in the season against Kansas City, he was pretty terrible. Um, and I think like the year before when he came, when he came over in the trade against Kansas city, and I think his first start, he wasn't great either, but, th- uh, but that last start against the Cubs, just nothing was working for him. So can he get that back? Can he get his control back? Can, uh, can he make his pitches work against this team? That's, that's going to work, uh, work the count against them and, uh, draw long at bats and, you know, they can, they can make him uh, pay for, for, you know, a poor location and, and just, you know, if he's, if he's not 100%, he's, he's going to get rocked by this team. There's very little room for error. Right. Right. And that, uh, of course that, uh, works on both ends. So, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, like I said, I think the Mariners offense is going to have to bring it this series. The pitching matchups themselves are not at a huge disadvantage, uh, for the Mariners, at least. Like you mentioned, the two guys that they'll miss. Paxson was supposed to pitch on Wednesday. He's out for three weeks. Uh, get well soon, Big Maple. Um, and also, uh, you mentioned Herman. He's out. And also, uh, Luis Severino, uh, mm-hmm. who's not going to come back till after the All-Star break. But you're still not facing him this series, and that's a good thing. Um, as for the rest of the pitching matchups, uh, Wednesday, again, these all these games are 335 start time. So, you know, be prepared for that. Uh, you say Kikuchi is the announced starter for the Mariners. The Yankees have not announced who it will be, but it sounds like it's going to be Jonathan Loasiga, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, young right-handed pitcher, good stuff. Uh, the Mariners will have their hands full there. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, it'll be Mike Leake against Jay Happ. Uh, Cy Happ? Yes. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the, battle of the, for- the battle of the just meh Mariner pitchers of the past and, and present. <laughs> So, so uh, and Jay Happ uh, had a really good year last year, um, not pitching that great again, not pitching that great this year, 4.93 ERA. Um, and he's allowed nine home runs and seven starts. So uh, that could be a, uh, <laughs> let's just say that could be a, uh, a high scoring game. Let's put it that way. Um, so, yeah, so those of course, just... it's going to be a one nothing Yankee. Win. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> one of these games will end like two to one or something like that. Trust me on that. Uh, but, yeah, I think the offense is going to have to carry the day here. Um, like I said, the pitching matchups are about even, I would say. Uh, 
so we'll see. I think the Yankees probably have more upside. And we talk about this being a, a good time to play the Yankees relative to when they're at full strength. And that's absolutely true. This is still a 19 and 14 Yankees team. So, so uh, let's, let's, and let's they're getting solid contributions. Yeah, and like I said, you know, they're getting solid contributions from guys like Cameron Maven and uh, DJ LeMay. He was having a really good year and he's never uh, historically never really been an offensive you know, kind of player. He's he's mainly been a defense first second baseman with some solid offense, but he's he's had a really good year at the plate. Um, man, yeah, it's they've been a very fortunate team given all their injury, you know, all the bad injury luck. Um, they've been really fortunate to to have these you know guys come in and step up, and you know they, um, I mean, they're filming, they're 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 fielding a team with couple guys i've never heard of <laughs> like like straight up like i yeah like uh who's this shortstop that's playing for glaber torres today like uh, uh iro estrada yeah like who <laughs> yeah uh I, so, I i know him only because i uh spent a lot of time looking at the uh yankees prospect page this winter uh right for obvious reasons but yeah he's just i mean to me it was always just kind of a possible utility guy and uh he's he's producing for him right now so um yeah. surprise like surprise that, things that working Talk- out for the yankees yeah like matt talkman or Tochman yep. or whatever yeah like jesus <laughs> but you know it's it's working out for them and uh you know, the the rich get richer <laughs> so could be wrong but say. i i think that left fielder you mentioned i think maybe he was a part of the the chapman trade i seem to remember him being a cubs guy first and foremost but i'm I'm probably way off on that but uh yeah it's it's just the yankees man it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter when you play him it's going to be tough um he so, was with the rockies the rockies okay okay i might be thinking of billy mckinley oh uh, yeah billy mckinney yeah he's with the blue jays mckinney now. okay yeah, yeah. all right yeah. Uh, so let's just go ahead what's what's a successful series and what are you expecting to have happen um, I think a successful series is a split. Uh, I, you know, what, what do I expect? I, I would hope that they would win a couple of these games. You know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really hard to judge where this team is right now, you know, because we've, we've seen a lot of ups and downs. We've seen them get blown out, uh, pretty consistently over the, over the last week or so. And then, you know, they, they, they had the close series against the, the Indians, um, I don't. I don't know, man. I you know. I do expect one of these games to be uh, where the the Mariners uh, get out to an early lead and then blow it. <laughs> shout out! Shout out sure. to last year with the the five zero lead. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm still mad about that game. By the way, <laughs> I've what never, was that? I have... that was the game where he didn't go to Diaz in the eighth to face Sanchez. Right? He went to. Yeah. It was. Was, that, uh... was it Colome or was this before the Colome? I can't remember exactly who it was, but. No, this it, was after the Colome deal, but I think um, the pitcher that gave up the San because I know Ryan Cook gave up the the walk off right to uh, yeah, to yeah. stand tie game but, in the ninth, and they didn't go to Diaz either. Got to save him. Yeah, got to have him for the save opportunity, man. Well, no, and remember, and remember, it was an East Coast trip just like yep. this, where they went to Boston afterwards, and they only used Edwin Diaz once, and it was in a yep. blowout. Yep. Yeah, they had to yeah. use him. It was like a eleven to nothing game or something. And they had to seven to nothing, and then they had to use Diaz because he hadn't pitched in five days. And like, well, we didn't really have any opportunities to use him. 
screw you, yeah. Scott. You're still as bad now as you were back then. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that ticks me off. Now I'm, now I'm remembering that as well. That That's so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. I had fun yeah. with that on Twitter for like two weeks last year. So. Yeah. Yeah, fun isn't the word that I would uh, I would describe, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it, so yeah, I I don't I don't know, man. I, it's um, it's a really um, really interesting series. The, the next two series are are really interesting in general uh, because you think about you know how the Red Sox have have brought things back in their season, but um, yeah, I think with the Yankees, uh, two games I would be content with. One game, you know, if you if you lose the series, but take one game, fine. Um, but I think the matchups do work in the Mariners' favor here. They are getting lucky, considering that the Yankees are really banged up. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to to the uh, to the Indians, um, especially in their in Cleveland's uh, first trip to Seattle. Um, just you know, really banged up. You know, missing a lot of their stars, but they're getting contributions from you know, veteran players that you really wouldn't assume a whole lot out of, um, you know, like Cameron Maven, like, uh, like DJ LeMahieu, et cetera. So it's, um, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun series. I think uh, the start times are really weird. It works out for me because I'm, uh, I'm on the East, I'm in the Eastern time zone. So six thirty is perfect for me. I don't have to wait until 10 o'clock anymore, <laughs> but uh but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, what what are you thinking? What do you what are you feeling on this? Um. Well, I think we all know that at some point this year, the Mariners are going to have a surprising series that comes out of nowhere. Last year, it was the four game sweep in Houston. Mm-hmm. So we know that's coming. Now, is it going to happen this series? Uh, maybe it, it might, you know, I would not be shocked at all. If the Mariners took three out of four here. Um, sure. No. Would I bet money on it? No. Um, I, I don't know. I think they find a way to split, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go into New York. Uh, they get on a little bit of a roll. They leave, you know, taking three out of four. Cause I would be very Mariners to raise everybody's hopes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I just and then, I, and then promptly get swept by the Red Sox. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I just you know I don't see any pitching matchups that necessarily scare Tanaka is probably the best arm they're going to face, um, yep. and he's good. But you're also countering with your best guy there. Um, like I said, the pitching matchups aren't all that scary. I think if anything, they favor the Mariners slightly. Um, so that the you have the Mariners have to score early. Um, and they have to get runs off these starters because it's going to be really difficult to score off the Yankee bullpen um, like it has been the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I, I guess I would say I, I think they need to find a way to split with the pitching matchups the way they are. Uh, most certainly don't get swept. Uh, even if you could just win one out of three, you'll leave New York with a 500 record uh, and you'll go face a Boston team who is playing better, but also just lost David Price. You won't have to see him. So they'll be bringing somebody up to make that start. Um, so yeah, I think there's, I think there's some potential here for a surprise, uh, series win. Um, but I, I guess I'll say, I guess I'll play it safe and take two, but I would not be shocked if we're talking on Friday and we're talking, wow, do you, can you believe the Mariners swept the Yankees or whatever? So, uh, just, you know, maybe they used up all that luck in, 
in early April. I don't know, but uh, just always <laughs> seems like they're good for one one series where you go, you know, where the heck did that come from? And maybe maybe this is it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hope you're right because. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I, I would much rather prefer to uh, to win ball games than lose them, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you know. But I mean, like after uh, you know a pair of six game losing streaks in the first you know few weeks of the season, I uh, be nice to go on a little win streak here. You know, let's you know why not why not sweep the Yankees? Uh, why not take three you know three or four whatever? I mean, it's uh, yeah, shine up to the a, ballpark. I guess you might as well win. Right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> you know, like like I said yesterday, it would be really cool if the Mariners won a ball game today. And today, I feel the same way. It would be pretty cool if they won that game. <laughs> so, and it would be pretty cool if they won tomorrow's game and every yeah. day after that. So, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, I think, you know, if I had to pick one guy that's going to have a huge series, though, it's going to be Cornelius. I mean, this ballpark with Built Cornelius in it, dude. Him, him versus Luke Voigt, that's going to be a matchup I want to see. <laughs> and a good preview of the Home Run Derby in July. Um, yep. By the way, if Major League Baseball wants me to watch the Home Run Derby, they need to put Cornelius in it. Um, yep. Otherwise, I'll skip it for like the 12th year in a row or whatever it is. You're, you're, uh, you're going to get Jay Bruce and you're going to like it. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully that's after the Mariners trade him or DFA him. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that, oh boy, uh, that would be bad. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Cornelius is a, is a pretty good choice here. Uh, like you said, he's, we know he's going to get on base a few times. I don't think he's in the lineup today. Um, the lineup was put out about an hour ago. I don't think he's in it today, maybe giving him a day off against the lefty. Um, but I only took a quick glance at it. Uh, but yeah, yeah I he's, think... he's he's not in the uh, he's not okay. in the lineup. Yep, just got to get Jay Bruce in there. Um, so, so oh, oh yeah. Jesus, yeah, Jay Bruce is in there. Ugh. Jay Bruce God. playing left field. No DH, he's the DH over Vogelback. Oh okay okay. Tim so. Tim Beckham is hitting second. Yeah, Beckham's really good against right or left-handed pitching this year. So, yeah. uh, it looks like they stacked four righties. First four hitters are all righties. Is that right? Yeah, I uh, you know I'll I'll say one thing though real quick about Jay Bruce being in the uh, in the home run derby. It cannot be worse than when Brett Boone was in the home run derby in like 2003 and hit zero and literally hit nothing but line drives down the line. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I don't know. At least Brett Boone was. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's whatever. I remember one year they had like He Man Choi or somebody like that. And it just, they tried to do like an international thing. Uh-huh. And it was just like, just, just stop it. No. Oh, uh, was that the, was that the year that, he uh, stopped Choi or whatever his name was? Wasn't that the year that Bobby Abreu hit like 30 in one round or something yeah, like I, that? Yeah, I think so. It was yeah. the first round. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody puts up a big total, it'll be in the first round. Um, so yeah, this will be a good platform for Vogelback to, uh, state his, uh, his home run derby case. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if he does this for another month, Maybe we start his All Star case as well. Um, yep. Be tough to make it as a DH, but uh, we got Segura in last year, so watch out. 
so if we, yeah. we know that Colton, Swan, you know, Colton Swanson was one of uh, one of the top ten voters for for Segura, and he got like invited to to Safeco and all that. And uh, and we know if uh, if Vogelback's in that final vote, <laughs> oh. oh boy, <laughs> war will commence. We'll all pull out our Cornelius T-shirts and go to work for the guy. Um, yeah. That's probably a discussion for later down the road. Uh, but yeah, Vogelback's a really good choice here. Uh, I think if I'm going to pick like a series MVP, I think I'm going to take. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I think Braden Bishop is going to rob a home run in the series and hit one as well. So I'm going to take Braden Bishop uh, as the series MVP. So yeah, this is a, this is a good place for him to hit his first home run. I think he will before the the red trip is over. Yeah. I would agree. So uh, I think that's uh, going to wrap it up for us here. Ty, you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Send Jared Kelnick to uh, Modesto. <laughs> Guy's good. He just, dude, dude has a 202 WRC plus. He does not need to be in the Sally League anymore. <laughs> Maybe something we will discuss on our next podcast. So uh, yeah, Also, Joe Rizzo is having a good year. Shout yeah, out to yeah, Joe yeah. Rizzo. Yeah, that's nice to finally see. Um, so... Uh, we have somebody who follows us who's a huge Joe Rizzo fan. Um, so I'm sure he's all excited. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Soto Mojo podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. We have three new episodes every week. Um, at least sometimes we do four. If we want to have some, you know, we have something else to talk about. Uh, we'll do special podcasts and things like that. So subscribe so you don't miss anything. Make sure you guys visit the website sotomojo.com we have a bunch of good mariners content up right there uh, and you can follow us on twitter at sotomojofs um that's the best way to get a hold of us we are on facebook and instagram you can just search sotomojo and find us there but if you guys want to talk if you want to interact if you want to question suggestions all these things the best way to do that is on twitter so follow us at sotomojofs there um also if you guys are interested in writing about the mariners we're interested in having you write, write for us. So uh, don't be afraid to ask us how to apply um, or go to fansided openings. Uh, just Google fansided openings and follow the links and you will be applied. And so we're, we're looking for writers to add. Uh, we're about to get into a really busy time of the year. Uh, June and July really ramp up our, uh, our coverage, a lot of trade talks and things of that nature, as you might imagine. So don't be afraid to, uh, to apply uh, to become a writer on Soto Mojo and, uh, Maybe uh, we'll have you on the podcast sometime. So make sure you guys do that. Um, so that's going to wrap up our show. Let's uh, hope Cornelius puts on a show this weekend. And uh, go Mariners. And I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.